Welcome to State of Wellbeing, a podcast from South Dakota State University. The State of Wellbeing is a holistic well-being podcast with the goal of supporting the campus community as we strive to be a growing, high-performing, and healthy university. Hello. For today's podcast, we are talking about the stepped care model at SDSU. My name is Stephanie Johnson Kane, and I am the Assistant Director of Counseling here at SDSU. And today I have joining me Amanda Jansen. Yeah, my name is Amanda Jansen, and I'm a staff counselor at the SDSU Counseling Center. How long have you been at the Counseling Center? Um, I've been at the Counseling Center since January of 2022. I was an intern for the 2022 year and then started as full-time staff in fall of 2022 and so I've been full-time staff for over a year now. So today we are talking about the step care model but I feel like we need to go back to talk about why we have the step care model. Mm -hmm. So just from your time being a counselor, your time being an intern, Mm -hmm. what was counseling like for students, faculty, and staff? Yeah, so way back in January of 2022, um, when I started, the Counseling Center was kind of shifting. There was some movement with staff moving around, new staff. So coming in as an intern, things were already kind of really busy and bustling, especially coming in in the spring semester. And so when I came in as an intern, they were already on a wait list and had been on a wait list for that 2021 uh, to 2022 year. And I believe, can't say for sure, but that that wait list started late October. So within being two months into uh, the school year, they were already on a wait list for um, counseling services at the counseling center. And so the assistant director at the time said, you know, we need to be doing something different. We had been on a wait list every semester for as long as he could remember. And so he said, what we're doing isn't working. And so he decided that we needed a change. Hence the step care model. Hence the step care yes. model, yeah. So when I started at the Counseling Center January of mm-hmm. 2023, um, we had the opportunity to make a trip to Mankato State, mm-hmm. and they had implemented step care model for about, I think, three years they had it. Um, During COVID, yeah, yes, they started it. Yes, and in talking to them, like what was the impetus for starting and for them too, it was waitlist, mm-hmm. and just knowing that we needed access to care. Yeah, especially for college mental health and wanting to make the services accessible to college students and keep the services free. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. important. So important. So, what is stepped care then? So uh, we often talk about stepped care this and stepped care that, mm-hmm. but for students, for faculty, for staff who've heard it, mm-hmm. what is it? Yeah, the stepped care model is all about just increasing um, accessibility to mental health services for students on SDSU's campus. And so the stepped care model, um, when it originally came to us, it was kind of in the shape of stairs. We've kind of changed that model a little bit um, and turned it into um, kind of more of a circle. And so it focuses on more of episodes of care versus um, kind of long term care over, you know, several years or several semesters. So so the step care model um, really focuses on each individual student's strengths. 
So when a student comes in for a screening, which I'll talk about in a little bit, they meet with the counselor that same day and we're able to kind of, you know, assess what are their strengths? Where are they um, lacking resources? Where do they really need assistance right now? Um, what we were doing in the past when a student would come in, um, every student was treated the same. You would see um, maybe an intern or a student worker for a, like a client consult, and then you would be put into individual counseling with a counselor. And that's how our caseloads filled up so quickly, because every student that walked through that door, they were going on somebody's caseloads. And what we've kind of found is that not every student needs that individual mental health counseling. Um, yes, some students definitely do, and those students will still receive those services, but um, not every single student needs needs that. Some people just need um, some different campus supports. And so that's kind of step one on the model. So talking about campus supports, um, maybe they need to be referred to TRIO or disability services, or they need assistance with their financial aid. So everybody needs those services or um, should have access to those services, but that's not our role specifically at the counseling center. Our role is to provide that mental health um, therapy. So we want to get people pointed in the right direction. And so um, that's kind of our first level. Some people just, you know, maybe come in as a freshman and they're like, I don't know where to go for this. And um, that's when we can help them and direct them to those campus supports. The next step on the model is going to be peer supports, right? So we also have a lot of students who may come in and again, they might be a freshman or sophomore, even junior and senior, and um, they're just feeling really not connected to campus, right? And so our goal then is to try and get them connected with other peer um, peer supports where they can uh, potentially make those connections. So maybe it's them joining a fraternity or a sorority or um, getting involved in housing and res life or um, like GSA um, or something like that and just getting them involved in like a group on campus because there are so many groups and I think sometimes students don't always know what SDSU all has to offer. The next step on that model would be guided self-help resources, um, which sounds kind of I don't know, maybe overused, but um, us at the Counseling Center, we have come up with a list of evidence and research-based mental health resources that, um, let's say we have a student come in who has a really, really busy schedule and they maybe can't make that time to see us um, once a week, um, we could potentially give them a resource that they can complete on their own outside of of counseling because sometimes, you know, we know students are busy, they have jobs and families and relationships in school, so... The next step on the step care model would be wellies, um, which is our take on workshops because students don't like the word workshop, so we changed it to wellies. Wellies are not necessarily group counseling. They are more psychoeducation-based information on mental health-related topics, for example, um, anxiety or fighting loneliness or or um, ways to have, you know, a sort of communication with um, their their parents or peer support or um, uh, faculty on on campus. And so, we we ran those in the in the fall, um, and we can talk a little bit about that later too. But um, those are just some of the wellies that we've been um, doing, and those are, like I said, more psychoeducation based. Sometimes they're a one and done, or sometimes they're three to five sessions. Um, for the wellies and so kind of keeping it short it's not necessarily group counseling but it's more based on psychoeducation. After that would be our group therapy so that um, we have a couple different kinds of groups going but the two groups that we ran um, in the fall were 
um, surviving families. And then we did an art therapy group, which were both really successful. Um, and our groups are kind of always changing and we're always trying to help meet the needs of students. So um, we'll have some more groups running here in the spring. Um, and to find out about the groups, you can always stop into the counseling center and, and ask or um, go through a screening appointment. Next after that would be individual um, individual counseling. So um, we have a couple different areas for individual counseling, kind of starting at the lowest end would be a one at a time. So let's say somebody comes in for a screening or ha they were having a really bad day um, and they talk to us about something and the, the counselor, you know, the client's feeling better, but the counselor's like, well, we can always do, we can do maybe a follow-up in a couple weeks. How would you feel about that? And sometimes clients say, yeah, I'd really appreciate that. And sometimes they say, you know what, actually I'm feeling a lot better. I I'm good to go. And so um, we do have one at a time options. Um, a step up from that would be our solution-focused brief therapy, um, which is really, you know, sometimes people come in with one specific issue. I'm just really having trouble setting boundaries with my roommate. Okay, great. Like, let's work on that. You know, can we get it done in a screening session or are they being, you know, um, put in that solution-focused brief therapy category? And so for that, you know, it's a, it's a little bit longer, obviously, than the one at a time, but it's not necessarily going um, a whole semester. We're really focusing on that specific issue that the client is working on. A step up from that would be um, our short-term individual counseling. And so that is just like regular counseling that we were doing in the past. Um, some clients have issues that may take a little bit longer to work on. And so at the counseling center, I think some people are maybe getting confused that we're no longer doing individual counseling, and that's in fact not the case. Um, we, had a, we had a lot of people on our caseloads this semester um, at the counseling center, we're just not necessarily focusing on those long-term issues anymore that might be out of our scope of practice. And so then we would kind of um, transfer into our community and long-term referrals. So if we had a student who came into the counseling center for a screening appointment and they said, I would like weekly counseling every single week for the rest of my college career, we can no longer be that for that student. And the reason for that is that's how or why we were ending up on having a wait list every single semester starting in October, sometimes even September, was because we were seeing students for such a long-term period of time. And so that's not to say we're not helping students, we're not providing that mental health support. It's just saying um, for people who, who know that they want that more long-term support, we are helping them find and establish care in the community. And so that's when you know we would have that conversation with that student if there are financial reasons or um, emotional concerns or whatever it is about being referred out into the community we will work through that with that student and if those fears aren't overcome in that first session then we can meet them for a one a one at a time or a follow-up and just say you know okay here's what we can try and I want you to go and try it and come back, right? And with those um, community referrals, that's not to say that they can't still utilize the counseling center, right? For example, somebody could be um, seeing somebody in the community but hear about a group that we're doing on campus and say, that sounds like that would be really helpful to me. Well, we would love to help, you know, provide you that resource, right? And so the community referral is kind of that last-ditch effort if it, we really feel 
that we cannot best serve that client. You know, if they have extensive trauma and would benefit from more EMDR or brain spotting or somebody who's a trauma-informed therapist, that's not to say we don't work with trauma, but maybe they're better suited to see somebody in the community because we don't want to, you know, make that connection and build that rapport with that client to have them, you know, to have to say, I'm sorry, like, you know, it's the end of the semester, we got to wrap up or, or whatever it may be. And so we're really trying to trying to serve the students the best we can. Our last step on on the wheels, our least used support, which is good, but it's um, acute and crisis care. So we do have after hour care here at the at the counseling center. We do have a counselor on call 24 hours a day. And we also have been really promoting 988, the National Suicide Prevention Hotline, as well as we recently, um, when did we get a VEL? February 14th. February 14th. 2023. 2023. We got a VEL eCare, which I'm going to let Steph talk about because she's better at talking about it. <laughs> yes. So that last step that Amanda was just talking about, the crisis care, we partner with Avel eCare. Avel is a crisis and de-escalation service that is offered to students on campus. If a student is in distress, if a the CA, an RHG, a roommate, um, anyone feels that a student is in crisis, the student themselves may reach out to UPD, but UPD will connect the student with a trained mental health provider and through the student's phone or an iPad. So they are able to have a conversation um, with a provider about their mental health within probably five to 10 minutes. And is a face-to-face call um, so they can see the provider on the screen. That situation is followed up with a kind of a crisis support plan, if you will. Um, So once the call is finished, um, the student will have a support plan in place until they connect with the counseling center. And there's multiple different variations on what that could look like. Um, Again, it's not a one-size-fits-all. But I think, you know, if you don't remember anything else, just know that there is 24-7 um, crisis care available mm-hmm. to our students. Yeah. Yeah. So to get in contact with Avell and potentially the counselor on call, you would just go through UPD. So that's kind of that last step in the wheel. So up until this point, we've talked about the fact that SDSU Counseling Center is not a private practice. Mm-hmm that we are focused on short-term care mm-hmm. for students. Yep. Um, we've talked about it's not a one-size-fits-all model. Mm-hmm. So we really meet students where they're at based on their presenting concern. Mm-hmm. And we also take the student's strengths into consideration. Mm-hmm. Um, and so with that, one analogy that, that we've shared that I think resonated with me, just helped me understand stepped care model is you know, if, if you fall down and hurt your knee, you go to your primary care provider. Mm-hmm. They'll look at it. Um, they might say, ice, rest, elevate, um, take a couple days, come back if, if you need something more. Mm-hmm. And that really is what we are doing with mm-hmm. students saying, okay, what is your concern? What are you presenting with? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's try these things, whatever these things might be. Um, go try. Like, mm-hmm. we know that you do have strengths. Mm-hmm. See what's working. If it's not working, come back. Let's reassess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's so important um, for students to understand that um, 
they they do have a lot of the answers, if you will, mm-hmm. and we are there to help guide them. Um, but again, every student situation is so different. We need to be able to provide resources based on what the student needs. Not everyone coming in gets the same exact outcome. Well, and I mean, based on that scenario that you just said, if if somebody comes in and their knee is broken, your primary care physician doesn't treat that broken knee. And so in that case, they're referring out and we're doing the same thing. And so SDSU is such a large population and there are what? six of us counselors and so six of us serving the whole population of SDSU we want to make sure that we can get everybody through the door because it is not fair to have I don't even want to a lot of students on a wait list waiting for services it's just it's not fair to them it's not fair to us as faculty because we feel that as well you know Um, the counseling center has not had a good reputation on campus. We hear it from, I mean, we're still hearing it from faculty and staff, especially because, you know, step care has only been implemented for, we implemented it in July July. of 2023. And so we've only been doing it for six months. And so we're still hearing, you know, oh, you know, they're on a wait list and you better get in now if you want to see a counselor. And we have not been on a wait list once this 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 semester so <laughs> not a wait list not a wait that list that is huge mm-hmm. so we've talked a little bit about stepped care mm-hmm. but how does it work so talk me through if you're a student mm-hmm. thinking hey I think I want to reach out to a counselor mm-hmm. where do they start what is that process it's so easy that's the easiest question no I'm just kidding um okay so if I'm a student I'm having I mean it can range anywhere from you know I'm having um just a bad day I my my boyfriend's being mean or my roommate's not being nice or um I just failed an exam and I don't know if I'm gonna pass my class you know it can range from you know a a crisis to Z crisis, I would just walk through the wellness center doors and walk into the student health clinic walk right up to the front desk and say, I'm here for a mental health screening. That's it. Um, We offer screenings every single day. We have two counselors standing by waiting to do, waiting to see students. And so we run our screenings every single day. They start at 8.30 in the morning and then they go till 11. And then we take a small break for lunch, but we're back at 12.30 and then we go until three. And so if you're wanting wanting to see a counselor, that's the first step. It's literally, you don't have to make an appointment. You don't have to call. You don't have to do anything like that. If the clinic is open, you can walk in and say, I'm here for a mental health screening. Then what the front desk will do is provide you um, some intake paperwork. And so all, all students are provided the same paperwork. You can fill it out um, online or on a physical copy right there in the clinic. And so you just fill out fill out the paperwork, which we allot like 30 minutes for typically for students to fill out that paperwork. Some people get it done in five to 10 minutes. Some people take them a little bit longer. And then you bring it back up to the front desk and they say, okay, the counselor will be out to see you soon. So you sit in the lobby. You shouldn't have to wait longer than five to 10 minutes unless we're really, really busy with screenings, which I think has only happened like a couple days this semester. I think there was like two days where we were really busy. But counselor will come and get you and take you back to an office and then 
you get a, a counseling session that same day. So those sessions, we typically um, plan on spending about 30 minutes with the student. Um, if a client is really in crisis, we will um, kind of, it turns into more of a triage and then we can spend more time with that student. But um, ideally those screening sessions are looking like 30 minutes and we really just go through their screening paperwork with them and say, you know, what is some? What are you struggling with right now? Like, what are what would be your goals for counseling? Have you been in counseling before? This is what it would look like. Kind of going re going through the step care model, just so that students are informed of what they're getting into, right? Because if I I say you know here's what we're doing here at the counseling center, and they say well no I'm really looking for long term counseling, well I don't want to waste that student's time any more than I have, right? And so then it's going through and finding them a community resource, making sure that they have insurance and setting all that stuff up. So yeah, so just really walking in and then you'll be seen the same day. If you um, are referred to one of those three kind of individual counseling areas that we talked about, we'll walk you back up to the front and one of our lovely receptionists will get you scheduled for you know a, a counseling appointment with the next available counselor. And then if you're referred to you know a community referral, you'll leave. Um, with that community referral, or if you're referred to campus or peer supports, you will leave with a care card that says, you know, this is what we're suggesting for you, right? Now, let's say we do refer you to one of those things, campus supports or peer supports or something, maybe not individual counseling. And a couple weeks later, you know, something comes up again or something new comes up, you can always come back into the clinic for a re- what we call a rescreening. And so um, whether that's the day after your appointment, like let's say something terrible happens or something like that, you can always come back in. And so the rescreening paperwork is a lot shorter. It's one page compared to our however many page intake, but the process is the same. So you don't call the clinic. You just come come right in for um, for a screening. And so you just say, I'm here for a rescreening. Again, they'll just take down your name and then fill out some paperwork and then you'll see a counselor again the same day. And so I think that's the biggest thing, I mean, for, for faculty and staff and for students is that, you know, if you're if you're concerned about a friend or you're concerned about a student, like just send them to the counseling center and they can meet with us and they can literally say, this was really therapeutic. Thank you. I will never come back here, you know, or they can say, oh, awesome. I'm going to get hooked up with a counselor and and get my needs met that way, you know. And so we try and meet the student where they're at and and just kind of figure out what they need. So, yeah. And we have had faculty, staff, coaches walk students over. Mm -hmm. So that um, is incredibly helpful. Mm -hmm. So many this semester. Yeah. Which has been really good. So hopefully this is another way we're getting the word out. Right. So I have noticed since we started Stepped Care, I feel like we are better able to provide outreach Mm. to Mm -hmm. campus, to faculty, to staff, whether that's classroom presentations, if it's um, the workshops, the wellies that Mm -hmm. we're taking out, um, spending time with the Greek community. Mm -hmm. Um, I just feel like we have time now Mm -hmm. to do more. Yeah, we have a lot more time. I would say overall our staff is <laughs> a lot more relaxed. Um, I know at this time, well, not this time last year, probably this time last, I mean all of last year, my caseload was over 55 clients, which um, doesn't necessarily seem like a lot, but 
in my 40-hour work week, you know, you minus 10 hours for meetings and admin time. That's only, I mean, 30 hours a week. Then we have supervision and all of those things. So ideally, you're seeing about 20 to 25 clients a week. And so I was well surpassing. I mean, if somebody had to reschedule or something, I wasn't seeing them for three more weeks because that was the next time they could get into my schedule. And so the highest my caseload has been this semester is in the 20s almost cut in half and so we have a lot more time to be intentional with our students and really get to like focus on them and spend time outside of session you know saying okay I have this client with these issues and and doing research and making sure that we're really providing the best care possible to to our clients right and so yeah we also have a lot more time to to go to classrooms and to get our faces around campus and to spend times with i mean athletic teams and yeah we've gone a couple to a couple of the fraternities and just to be in the classrooms and have people you know take our care to people right because i mean at the end of the day mental health is still really stigmatized i mean unfortunately but i mean it is and so even if we can bring a really short welly to you know a first year seminar or something like that and just get them familiar with our faces and, you know, make them comfortable with us. Say, oh, they're not so bad. We, I could walk into the counseling center and feel comfortable seeing one of them, you know. But it's give us, given us a lot more time to do to do that outreach. And I think that's something that we enjoy and, and makes our jobs better, right? So the colleges that we've talked to that have implemented stepped care mm-hmm. have told us it takes three years. Mm to get the system down. Mm-hmm. So we are one semester in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's next for stepped care? Well, our step care committee is still alive and well. We are still constantly trying to makeshift the things that we're doing. We're still, um, we're, you know, working with our intake form. Do we need this much information in an intake session, especially if they are referred to individual counseling and then there may be, re-going through all this information and so we're constantly looking at what can we be doing better um wellies like i said this semester we're not a hit and so i know that's been a heavy conversation with our staff in the clinic at the end of this semester like why weren't wellies successful right like yes students don't want to go to a workshop but we can't always just be providing I mean if we're just providing group counseling and individual counseling we're going back to what we we're doing before and so um, what can we do can do we need to bring these out do we need to go tabling in the union do we need to go to the classrooms um, do we need to get in front of the you know athletic teams like where do we need to go to to reach the student population and so yeah we're always taking always taking suggestions we try to talk to other campus partners we've talked to I mean, athletics and Greek life and, um, you know, student affairs, people in charge at student fairs and and try to make sure, you know, what are you hearing? What do we need to be doing differently? Um, And where can we where can we meet students where they're at? Right. And so I think part of it's pushing ourselves out of our comfort comfort zone. Like we did the self-care fair at the end of end of this semester that was kind of an impromptu thing a little bit but I know we're working on doing some more programming because we really are trying to go to go to students right I think a lot of people don't even know that the counseling center is located in the wellness center and so you know maybe it's going being in the union right that's where a lot of students hang out or or the library or you know going to going to events and then sometimes we go to events and they're like oh the counseling center's here and then it's like good they're seeing our faces they know that we're out and about and stuff so I think we're just 
constantly trying to improve. I think we feel good about it. I think we feel like we're doing the right thing and moving in the right direction. I don't think any any of us would go back um, to how we were doing it, but um, there are definitely some some obstacles we still need to overcome and um, finding different ways to advertise those wellies and the groups and things like that so that um, people know what we're doing over at the counseling center. So. So would you agree or disagree? Is mental health responsibility of the entire university or just the counseling center? It's a loaded question, but it's <laughs> it's the responsibility of the whole university. Um, we all have to do the best to like play our part, right? It's the same thing with, you know, I'm trying to teach our students about, you know, being responsible and safe drinking and like all of us are responsible for the students that we send out into the world, right? Like all of SDSU and so um, we want to make sure that that they're okay but I think now more than ever it's so easy for faculty and staff to just say why don't you just go over to the counseling center well I don't know where it is okay let me walk you over there you know um, I, I, I think we've seen probably more faculty and staff in our waiting room this semester than we've seen ever in the past because they're like, well, we can just walk over and you can get an appointment before. I mean, I don't think anybody knew about our urgent care hours or what we were doing. They just knew we were on a wait list. And so then what, what I mean, faculty and staff's hands are tied too because it's like, well, I don't even know how to get you in, right? But now for, you know, it's just, it's easier. They can just walk them over, um, invite them to go over. You don't have to force them to come to us unless you're like severely concerned, you know, but just saying like, hey, or even just saying like, hey, just so you know, Counseling Center has walk-in hours. Here's this care card, you know, like if you're interested. And so I just think it's it's easier now than it, it was in the past. And I mean, I don't blame anybody for saying, you know, well, they were on a wait list. I mean, that was 100% true. And it's, uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't anybody's fault that we had a, neg- a negative reputation other than our own, but we're trying to do better, so. Yeah. So we have been planning for stepped care. Well, in less than a year, mm. we started looking into it, mm-hmm. implemented, and now here we are mm-hmm. doing it. Um, I would say from my perspective, the support we have received from the campus, faculty, staff, mm-hmm. community has been huge, has mm-hmm. been amazing. Yeah. Um, and I know people were taking a chance mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. We were taking a chance by moving mm-hmm. to this new model, yep. not knowing what to expect. Um, but I just, I think it's important that we share, like mm-hmm. we have been embraced mm-hmm. and stepped care model has been embraced. Mm-hmm. Does it mean it's perfect? Absolutely not. Um, but going back to, it really is a responsibility of the university. Yeah. Um, people are buying in mm-hmm. and it's working. Yeah, it's working. Is there anything else you would add about stepped care model? I mean, the the overall message is there's no wait list at the counseling center, and we hope that that will continue for semesters to come. Thank you for listening to this episode of State of Wellbeing, a podcast from South Dakota State University. This podcast is brought to you by the Mental Wellbeing Team and SD State Health.